brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Of Tap into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all of the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever so humble host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Rome County, Tennessee. Quick shout outs to Annie, the radio chick, Ubellis, and Chief from Simple Facts of Life, who the first 
to into tonight's chat room. Glad to have you guys here. Uh, sadly, uh, at the day job, uh, I was absolutely swamped today. Was away from my desk almost the entire time, uh, which was really odd <laughs> because I was literally out of town uh, the day before as we were at a conference. Uh, we being uh, the general operations manager of the facility and myself as quality assurance. And uh, uh, that just means I had that much more stuff to get caught up with paperwork-wise, but I did not have an opportunity to get to it. Now, I say all of that to say this as a small admission. Being away from the desk, I did not have a chance to listen to Southern Sense Talk Radio today, so I'm not sure what Annie's show was like today, but rest assured, I will check it out in the archives. Uh, let's see here. So right now, Annie says, Annie had a dead death show. BTR dropped my call. <laughs> Later, I had a brownout that crashed my computer. Oh, well, I'm in for a treat when I listen in the archives then. But that's the great thing about doing a live show is everything that happens, it happens live. And, and I really think that's – I know I've said this before. It's not an industry definition, but I think that's the difference between internet radio and podcasting. If you do this stuff live, you're internet radio, and uh, that's an awesome thing. And I'm getting a note right now. I've already mentioned, uh, but if you missed it or weren't involved, Andy's been kind enough to invite me on to co-host next Friday's show. And one of our primary guests, uh, the only one that I'm aware of at the moment, uh, Andy usually has several, but uh, uh, primary guest this upcoming Friday will be Bill Whittle. Uh, I'm also known from BillWhittle.com and The Right Angle. So, uh yeah, you guys know who we're talking about. should be a great show, and I'm certainly looking forward not just to the honor of sitting alongside Annie of the Radio Chick Ubellis, but also having an opportunity to speak with Bill Whittle. That, I think, is going to be fantastic. should be a great show. Annie always does a great job, and trust me, I won't get in the way that much. I'm just there to help. Uh, also means I did not have an opportunity to hear any of Ron's show today, the Ron Edwards experience, but Ron is scheduled to join us in the second hour tonight. So I will have to, uh, <laughs> admit to him when he uh, signs in, uh, unusually, I, what I normally do is I will listen to Southern sense to start with. I will, uh, crank in and, uh, uh, listen to part of Ron's show in the middle, and then I will uh, try to get caught back in with Annie's show the way it falls now, and then I'll go back and listen to the part I missed in archives is what I've been doing recently, but didn't get a chance to do any of that today, so I'm feeling all out of sorts, and, and it's just uh, I'm still trying to get back in the groove after being out for nearly a week, but uh, you know what? I am starting to feel a little bit better about that. So let's jump right in. But one one other note before I do that, by the way, uh, I did uh, a quick shout out to Bigfoot who just joined us. By the way, I did finally get a response from BTR today in regards to the trolling stuff, and I have been given assurances that uh, pornographic uh, material will not be popping up in my chat room anymore. So <laughs> I'm like. 
Okay, well, I'm certainly hoping this is the case. Uh, but at any rate, uh, there's at least that. And uh, Okay, so let's get to the show topics today, because let's face facts. I got a lot of stuff to cover, uh, even playing on the outskirts of these stories uh, before Ron joins us. So let's jump right in with a story that actually is near and dear to my heart. And I got to tell you, it's sad, really. <laughs> it's really sad. That this is such a big deal because this is the way all states should be operating. And the headline, of course, is that Florida House passes a bill banning sanctuary cities. Uh, naturally, the ACLU decides to issue travel warnings. Ugh. Okay, so that's the headline. Here's the story. This past Wednesday, the Florida House of Representatives passed a bill that would ban sanctuary cities and require local law enforcement agents to cooperate with federal immigration authorities such as the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, uh, a.k.a. ICE. The bill passed 69 to 47 along party lines in the Republican-controlled House. Uh, this reported by NBC News. Uh, the bill was sponsored by Representative Cord Byrd, a Republican representing the Jacksonville Beach area. And last week in an interview on Fox Business Network, Byrd said that the bill would allow for transparency between federal and local law enforcement. Uh, quoting uh, from that interview, uh, Byrd uh, said, quote, here's the problem. Our state and local law enforcement officers don't have access to the federal indices. So we don't know if that person in Florida is using an alias. He continued saying they may have committed a serious violent crime in another state, may have been deported, and now have come back into the United States. We see that scenario over and over and over. So before we release this potentially dangerous person back into our communities, we want to know whether or not the federal immigration authorities have reason to detain this person further. So common sense, right? It should be the way we're all operating, right? If local law enforcement wants access to the databases, they should be available. And if somebody pops up red flagged, they should act accordingly. Uh, it's immigration for crying out loud. This is how you protect your communities from violent criminals. And while I, of course, would prefer there be no illegal migrants anywhere within our nation, because I think we do have plenty of easy ways to legally enter the country – even if you're just coming in on a work visa, even if you're seeking asylum, if you want to become a citizen, it's a hard path. But your entrance and your uh, access to that path is simple enough to get on. And I'm not even uh, – I don't have an issue with some type of reforms to try to make it even easier for people who legitimately want to come here and be an American. I don't necessarily want uh, work visas to be easier. They're already pretty easy, and I don't want uh, claims for asylum to be easier because there should be a high bar set for asylum seeking. There should be. I think that makes sense. In fact, we probably should go back 
and strengthen them further. And that still doesn't mean I don't want to provide asylum to people who legitimately need it. Okay, And I think most conservatives feel pretty much the same way. Now, you're going to find some folks that are going to argue one point or another, disagree to some level, but I think most Americans across the board generally feel like uh, immigration and asylum are still important aspects of the American phenomenon. It's part of what sets us apart, makes us different, and I don't want to see an end to that, especially for people that legitimately need asylum. But at the same time, there should be a high bar set, and the rules should be followed. And if you want to come to America for a better life, don't start off that better life by your first action in this country to be to violate our laws. Have a little more respect for us. Have a little more respect for this nation. Have a little more respect for the others who have immigrated here legally, maybe even from your home country. And hey, how about having a little more respect for yourself because you've just turned yourself into a criminal? Anyway, according to the bill, local governments will be fined $5,000 each day they do not comply with the ban. This according to an uh, article at The Hill. Uh, a similar bill in Florida's Senate is also currently pending. So this could very much be Florida law in a very short period of time. Now, the Republican governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, is pushing for an amendment to the bill that would allow him to initiate judicial proceedings in the name of the state against local governments which do not cooperate with federal immigration officials, at least according to CBS Miami. Uh, quote, the governor is supportive of this measure, which uh, reiterated his constitutional authority to remove an executive or administrative state, county, or municipal uh, – municipal, <laughs> municipal is the word I'm looking for <laughs> – municipal officer for violating state law. Uh, this according to Helen Nefera, a spokeswoman for DeSantos. Now, time to cue up the band, and in this case, by the band, I mean the ACLU, better known to you leftists as the American Civil Liberties Union. Do you guys remember when we actually still needed the American Civil Liberties Union? Yeah, I vaguely remember tales from the 60s and early 70s, because uh, I was born in the early 70s. Uh, I'm still a young whippersnapper uh, as far as conservative curmudgeonism, uh, which is what I'm constantly accused of these days, along, of course, with being a bigot of every kind. Um, but I remember the tales. I remember the days when the American Civil Liberties Union served a viable purpose for making life in America great for American citizens and standing up for the civil liberties of those who were being downtrodden and maybe even slightly oppressed by the government, whether it be federal, state, or local. I remember those days, and I remember reading some cases, and I remember thinking at one point in time that, hey, you know what? These guys are standing up for free speech. These guys are standing up for principles that this nation was built on. Oh, how far they have fallen. And hey, to be honest, eh, these were just stories I heard at the time. 
I never bothered to take the time to go back and verify that that actually happened. So for all I actually know, the ACLU may be still exactly the same old thing. It's just they had better press then. I don't know. At any rate, to the ACLU. Because following the passage of this particular bill, the ACLU has issued... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You to travel alert. Alert, alert. <laughs> Basically a travel warning for the entire state of Florida if the bill indeed becomes law. Said, so, oh, look out, illegal migrants. It's not safe there. Okay, well, that's not exactly what they said. Uh, what they did say, quote, is if Florida State Bill 168 and House Bill 527 pass, it would undermine local government's ability to protect the civil rights of their residents by forcing local officials to cooperate with ICE. Of course, this is in a statement from the ACLU, and they continued saying it would also put immigrants at risk of violence, potentially forcing victims and witnesses to stay silent for fear of deportation. Uh, okay, so we brought this out again, have we? Uh, it it causes uh, it affects the safety of our communities. If you cannot file a police report when something bad happens to you, then there is a problem with what you are doing. Period. It's not a complicated equation, boys and girls. If you're doing something that keeps you from being able to call the cops when you need to call the cops, then you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. And if you become a victim of violence, are the roaming bands of Floridians just going around looking for illegal migrants to terrify? I mean, it's... Like I would like the last couple of years, been a bit since I've been down to the uh, the state of oranges and gators, but uh, you know, I, I it's not been that long since I've been down. A few years. I'm, I'm trying to remember if it's two or three. It's sad that they're running together like that. Uh, of course, the last several times I've went, I haven't went any further than the uh, Jacksonville area, but. Uh, it just has to do with the fact that uh, my wife really likes a particular hotel right on the beach out there. She found a great deal one time, and she loved going back, so that's pretty much where we went. has nothing against the rest of the state, but still, it's only been a little while. I don't remember seeing any roving bands of Floridians looking to attack migrants, legal or otherwise. So really, sounds like a red herring argument to me. Oh, the potential's there. 
Yeah, well, you know, the potential of them having uh, entered the country legally in the first place was also there, wasn't it? Uh, You're going to deport me. Uh, If you're not here legally, maybe you should be deported. Yeah, just saying. Anyway, uh, the statement also added, quote, both Florida residents, citizens and non-citizens, and travelers could face risk of being racially profiled and being detained without probable cause. Uh, driving while illegal? <laughs> I, I, I don't know a non-racist sounding way to, to make the, the statement there, but it's freaking ridiculous. Anyway. Evidently, the bill has sparked uh, some protests around Florida, including in the state's capital of Tallahassee. That's according to ABC WWSB. Miami Police Chief uh, Ore Colini, I think. Mm. I, I sometimes. I think this version of the article has a typo because I, I know I've heard the guy's name before, and that, that's not how it should be spelled. Anyway, we'll say Jorge. Um, anyway, the Miami police chief. How about that? The Miami police chief says that he opposes the bill because he claims it would stop people from reporting crimes for fear of being turned over to immigration authorities. The truth is, quoting him now, the truth is I'd prefer not to have this job if I have to ask fellow officers to go check where someone came from before helping them. Okay, who says you have to ask or check where they're from before you help them? You know, that, that's the biggest load of crap ever. If somebody's committing an act of violence against an illegal migrant – and you get the phone call or you see it happening while you're on patrol, what you do is you stop the act of violence. You intercede. Then you ask questions. You find out the stuff later. They're not at any greater risk. And if this stuff happens to a point that they don't want to call it in, again, that's on them. It's the same thing with the stupid argument about citizenship on the census questionnaire. He's like, I'm sorry if you think these folks aren't going to participate because they're afraid. Well, then tough. Maybe you shouldn't have so many people in your state draining your resources that aren't uh, actual citizens. Maybe you shouldn't establish yourself as a sanctuary location for people who are breaking our federal laws. How simple should that be? Anyway, as much as a red herring as that is, you know what? If he doesn't want the job, uh, step down. You don't have to have it. Uh, Florida has reportedly, uh, according to most reports, I'm looking through here real quick just to make sure I'm not missing something, but Florida reportedly doesn't actually have any current sanctuary cities, not officially. 
But uh, unlike many other large states, which have major cities that are formally declared to be sanctuary cities, you know, places like New York, Seattle, and oh yeah, the poop capital of the United States, maybe even of the world, Nancy Mebe Pelosi's home district, San Francisco. So there's no officially designated sanctuary cities presently, and that's a good thing. And it should stay that way. And this law would make sure it stayed that way. How bad – okay, you guys can still hear me? <laughs> I just got some weird messages here uh, on my dashboard. See that Bringing It Boy is hanging with us. Uh, welcome to the chat room. Um, somebody let me know if you can hear me. <laughs> somebody in the chat room, let me know if you can hear me. I think we're good. Anyway. Okay. Uh, thanks. Bringing it. Boy. Uh <laughs> All right, so yeah, I hate it when I get freaky messages like that. For a second, it looked like I was off the board. So uh, there we have it. And uh, what does the ACLU really expect with a situation like this? I mean, I, I don't understand. What is the problem with states being, I don't know, responsible? For every state out there, that they're perfectly content with making their own stricter uh, laws to protect reproductive rights for women, which is a lovely, lovely euphemism for mm, abortion. They really seem to think that when a state decides to cooperate with the federal government involving federal law, involving issues that clearly fall under the jurisdiction of the federal government, somehow that's bad. Would love to know their logic. I mean, we know the reason. We know why they feel that way. Is they, as Democrats, need that constant underclass. They need those people that still feel like they have to hide in the shadows. And then we see these states like California make it easier and easier and easier for these folks who have no legal right to vote in the United States to be allowed to vote in the United States, thereby ensuring that they themselves can continue to hold a special place in our government. Offices that American citizens in general will not continue to elect them to. <laughs> that is those special places. All right. So anyway, I, I suppose that's enough on that topic. Uh, I'll slide on along. Um, this is almost old news at this point, but you know what? I still kind of want to talk to it a little bit, talk about it a little bit. Uh, since Biden is officially in the race now, it's still nice to, to remind folks that uh, people like Bernie Sanders and Kamala Harris uh, are still out there and 
desperately trying to make headlines. But it's kind of nice to actually see the RNC uh, do something that actually appears like good messaging. Because that's something that uh, the Republican Party in general, at least at the national level, has really struggled to do over time. And they're they just they're not very good at messaging. But here's a good one: the Republican National Committee has released what some people are describing as a brutal ad. In this ad, it basically slams. Bernie Sanders and Kamala Harris over their stances on letting convicted terrorists vote while they're in prison. Now, there's a reason why voting rights are suspended from folks that are actually in prison. Uh, felons typically have to jump through a whole lot of hoops even after they're released to get their voting rights restored, and in some states they simply can't. Now, I don't have a problem with felons being able to get their voting rights restored after they've paid their official debt to society. If you committed the crime and then you went and you did your time and you come out and you're trying to get your life back on track, you know, because let's face back, some folks that end up in prison, they just had a lapse in judgment, and they got caught up in stuff. They didn't. Some folks, it legitimately happens that way. And I'm not making excuses. They commit the crime. They should do the time. They should face the consequences. Uh, some folks legitimately do try to get out and and try to get back on the right track. I mean, it happens. It really does. Uh, you know, and as someone who recognizes uh, humanity and understands that as humans we make mistakes. Some of us seem to make bigger ones than others. I don't have a problem with ex-cons getting out, putting their lives back together, and getting their voting rights restored. However, I do not think it should be instant or easy per se. It shouldn't be overly burdensome, but it shouldn't just be, well, snap of the fingers, I'm out of jail, I get to vote. They, there needs to be some time involved with them being able to prove that they're now capable of better judgment than the judgment that landed them in prison in the first place. I think most reasonable people can at least agree on that, uh, emphasis on reasonable. Uh, now, you may be a reasonable person but feel very strongly differently than that, and that's fine because uh, you know, I'm not making the case for that. I'm just saying in my personal opinion – which is worth you – know, what it's worth. Uh, I, I'm okay with voting rights being restored. I am definitely, however, definitely not okay with people who are currently serving a prison sentence being allowed to vote, period. That's part of the punishment of being incarcerated. That's part of the – the consequences that you face for having committed the criminal act. But the RNC did a really good job in this particular case in sending the message home, or at least I think so. The video features news coverage from the Boston Marathon bombings and shows pictures of the Islamic terrorists who committed the attack, the Young Brothers. 
And uh, basically they're saying Democrats believe this terrorist should be allowed to vote from prison, which is kind of what these particular Democratic candidates – although I still don't think it's fair to call Bernie Sanders a, a Democrat. I really don't. Uh, he's he's way too honest about his socialism to be part of the Democratic Party. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. He, he may caucus with them quite frequently, but he's just way too uh, honest about his socialism. Um, but yeah, that's what they said. And Bernie and Kamala both have been out. Yeah, yeah, you should be able to vote from prison. Why? Are there certain types of criminals that shouldn't? Certain violent criminals? What about terrorists? No, no, you're in. Everybody should be able to vote. It's, it's a disenfranchisement. Uh, no, it is. You have demonstrated you're not capable of good judgment. Why should you get a voice in who's going to be the next leader when you can't lead your own life? If you can't make good decisions about what you're doing, why should the rest of us have to pay a price for your vote as you continue to make poor choices? And we would have to expect you to still be making poor choices because, you know, let's face facts, most of us, uh, we tend to vote in our own self-interest. And as such, the self-interest here would be to simply try to, um, well, you know, Vote for whoever says they might get me out sooner or might look the other way or make it easier for when I do get out for me to do stuff. I don't know, like say I'm a, a drug dealer and somebody is out there talking about how that, uh, you know, I, now selling marijuana is a cottage industry and that. These young men have been criminalized for something that is a big, major money-making ordeal these days, and that rather than being in prison, they should be in the front of the line to get these entrepreneurial-type jobs selling marijuana where it's legal now. Yeah, yeah just, just in case somebody said something like that, which we all know would never happen, right? Even though, again, <clears throat> Kamala Harris. Uh, anyway… Uh, I like the idea of them calling them out and saying Democrats believe because, number one, those are the two that have said it. They're not the only two who agree with it, and it's just those are the two that have been the most vocal about it. 
And it's good to have Bernie wherever you can hit Bernie because right now he's still polling at number two in most Democratic uh, polls right now for president. Uh, Biden, uh, probably for the next three or four days, is still in the top spot. Uh, I think the longer he's in the race, the harder it's going to get for him because, number one, the Democratic base doesn't want a moderate and that is the campaign, at least for the first couple of days, that Joe Biden is running, a very moderate campaign. I'm a moderate guy. His uh, campaign kickoff video literally comes out with him saying uh, that America was built on principles and ideas, basically saying America was great. Let's make America great again, only their idea of making America great again is getting rid of Donald Trump. So I, I'm not sure I can easily get on board with the notion, but uh, a, of course he's trying to use the incidents in Virginia. <sighs> kind of mischaracterizing what Donald Trump said immediately after the Tiki Torch march that led to one young woman getting run over. Of course, they have to miscategorize much of what Donald Trump says and does. Now, Donald could have been a little more precise with his uh, statements. I will grant you that. But you really have to be – you really have to be ignoring what his intention actually is to somehow get that he was uh, okay with white supremacists. In the uh, whole incident there, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, it was an interesting scenario for Joe. We'll see how well he stays in the uh, race, but uh, you know, it really comes down to uh, this messaging, and, and I like the messaging from the RNC on this. Uh, basically, <clears throat> the way this plays out is on April 15th, 2013. The excitement of the marathon Monday was shattered as two bombs exploded near the finish line, killing three people and injuring more than 280. This according to MassLive.com. Their report continues, when the bombs exploded, three people were killed, eight-year-old Martin Richard, restaurant manager Crystal Campbell and Boston University graduate student Lou Lingaza. Many more were seriously injured, some with limbs amputated. You know, they're painting the picture here. During a CNN town hall event, Sanders said that the Boston Marathon bombers should be allowed to vote from prison, saying, quote, would you support enfranchising people like the Boston Marathon bomber, a convicted terrorist and murderer. This was an audience member at that town hall asking Bernie Sanders directly, do you think those convicted of sexual assault should have the opportunity to vote for politicians who would have a direct impact on women's rights? Also part of the question. Sanders' response, <clears throat> <laughs> quote, 
if somebody commits a serious crime, sexual assault, murder, they're going to be punished. They may be in jail 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, their whole life. That's what happens when you commit a serious crime. If he had stopped there, then people would have, of course, accused him of not having answered the question, but he would have been far better off because he continued, saying, quote, But I think the right to vote is inherent to our democracy. (laughs) So many things wrong with that statement, but I'll continue before I come back around. He continues further saying, yes, even for terrible people, because once you start chipping away, you're running down a slippery slope. I believe even if they're in jail… They're paying the price to society. They should not take away their inherent American right to participate in our democracy. Okay, now we have some democratic processes in our constitutional republic, but for the love of Pete, would one of you candidates at least start acting like you've ever read a history book and stop referring to our government as a democracy. Could you please – now, I know it runs counterproductive to your hope of mob rule, which is your stepping stone for your socialist revolution. But please, at least sound like you know what you're talking about. The right to vote isn't necessarily a right, and it is a privilege as well as many consider it a civic responsibility to vote. But to call it a right is a bit of a misnomer. We don't actually have a right to vote. We like to think of it as a right. We like to believe that we have the right to vote. But again, the democratic process of voting is just part of how we decided to let our representational government be determined. We could at any point in time choose a different route to go for determining our elected officials. It's not a right per se. Of course, it's also no surprise that many Democrats and, of course, socialists don't even truly understand what a right is. It's not a surprise. It's not shocking. But uh, again, one of the reasons, and let me reiterate this one more time, just for Bernie and, and for, of course, any Bernie bros out there. The reason that voting rights are taken from people in prison is because they have demonstrated a lack of of good judgment and a willingness to be productive parts of our society. Therefore, their votes, if they were allowed to, could not be expected to be made in good faith or from good judgment. These are factors. They should be disenfranchised if they're serving a prison term, especially for a violent or serious crime. Now, if you want to look at some process crime where somebody's only going to be in for a couple of years or some uh, silly little uh, uh, 
uh, embezzlement bit where, okay, well, I was a bad guy, but I'm only going to be here for a couple of years. And it really, I, I just, I didn't understand. I did something stupid. You want to let those, I'm willing to entertain your argument. I'm willing to listen to what you had to say, but I'm pretty sure as in the case of criminals going into our judicial system, the burden to prove your case is going to be on you. I'm not going to be just okay with it. I think it is an added deterrent that most people don't even think about until after they're already in the system. But it is something that if somebody goes in for a short time and they actually like voting, it also is going to be in their mind before they commit another crime. I don't think it really factors in that much overall, but… Anyway, for Bernie Sanders to say this, you're paying the cost, so let's let you vote. Uh, no, Bernie, no. Now, CNN's Chris Cuomo, who, of course, hosted Sanders' town hall, pressed Sanders over his answer, and Sanders doubled down, saying, quote, Look, this is what I believe. Do you believe in democracy? Obviously, Bernie doesn't believe in democracy. He's a socialist. But I guess actually true democracy uh, works for socialism, at least to start the revolution. So maybe he kind of sort of believes in it to a degree. He obviously does not believe in a constitutionally federated republic, however. Anyway, Sanders kept going. Do you believe that every single American 18 years of age or older who is an American citizen has the right to vote? Once you start chipping away at that, believe me, that's what our Republican governors all over the country are doing. Say what? That's what our Republican governors are doing? Yeah, that's what our Republican governors are doing because that's what they always do, voter suppression. You know, they expect you to do things like have photo IDs. They expect you to actually be alive expect you to vote from the district you're supposed to vote in they expect you to vote one time and one time only they expect you to be who you claim you are when you go to vote oh yeah and they might actually also expect you to be some of these other things that Bernie pointed out like uh, 18 years of age or older <laughs> What are we chipping away at? This isn't chipping away. We're talking about criminals who are in prison, Bernie. We're not talking about some 18-year-old uh, who got caught tagging a wall and spent three nights in jail and is out loose. They don't lose voting rights for that. We're talking about you're in prison. And no, you shouldn't be allowed to vote from jail either. If you do something and you're sitting in jail for a couple of days because you couldn't uh, scrape up enough money for your bail, and that happens to be when the election day comes along, then you shouldn't be given a furlough to go do that either. You pay prices. You face consequences for the choices you make. So it is good, very good that the Republicans called them out. And yes, of course, it's about don't don't get on to me about saying prisoners should be allowed to vote. You look at those mean old Republican governors out there who who are stealing elections like in Georgia because Stacey Abrams still hasn't gotten her participation trophy yet. Good 
screen, Bernie. Of course, Camilla Harris echoed similar statements to Sanders when she was asked the question uh, this past Monday night. Uh, uh, Question being, another issue that I want to talk to you about. This is really important. I'm not sure if you were watching earlier, but Senator Bernie Sanders said that he is in favor of felons being able to vote while serving in prison. Of course, this is Don Lemon talking. He was asked specifically about people like the Boston Marathon bomber, also people who are convicted of sexual assault. And he said, this is a quote, the right to vote is inherent to our democracy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Democracy, yes, even for terrible people. Do you agree with that, Senator? Well, again, Camilla just trying to get away from her own record of having been a prosecutor. Funny how that hurts her in her home state in particular. But anyway, uh, her response was, quote, I agree that the right to vote is one of the very important components of citizenship, and it is something that people should not be stripped of needlessly, which is why I have been long an advocate of making sure that the formality uh, of formally incarcerated are not denied the right to vote, which is – the case in so many states in our country, in some states permanently deprived of the right to vote. Now, again, if Kamala had stopped there, I wouldn't have had such a problem because, again, she's talking about formally incarcerated. She hasn't responded about the terrorist thing yet, and she hasn't said anything about people currently serving a sentence in prison. But Lemon wasn't going to let it go, saying, quote, but people who are in, convicted in prison, like the Boston bomber on death row, people who are convicted of sexual assault, they should be able to vote? Harris then says, I think we should have that conversation. I say, I think that's what Don Lemon is trying to do, have that conversation with you right now and wants to know what you think. So anyway, Harris actually ended up walking her comments back less than 24 hours later, saying, quote, 
do I think that people who commit murder, people who are terrorists, should be deprived of their rights? Yes. Yeah, I do. Okay, so what's been fairly common for a lot of Kamala Harris's major st- within 24 hours? The only thing she's really stood firm on is her notion of wanting to take our guns. That's the only thing she's really stood up on and hasn't backed away. It's just one more thing after another. Kamala, you, you said what you said. And, and I will give Kamala a little bit of cover in so much as most of her comments still were clearly directed at thinking that formerly incarcerated individuals should be allowed to start voting again. She didn't really come out and was wholeheartedly yeah, the Boston bombers should be voting from prison. She didn't actually say that. So I'll give her a little bit of cover, but she doesn't really deserve it, so we'll leave it at that. Okay, so uh, another story that I wanted to try and uh, talk just a little bit about before we hit the bottom of the hour, which is rapidly approaching, and uh, that has to do a little bit with – but the most recent hire to the uh, to the campaign for Joe Biden. See, I find this both humorous and also illuminating, once again, for those who wish to pay attention in regards to the hypocrisy often practiced by those on the left. It seems as though… Former CNN contributor Simone Sanders has been very vocal in the past uh, saying that she doesn't think white people should be leading the Democratic Party. She was pretty on board with that notion. She didn't back away from it, uh, at least until recently. It seems she's maybe changed her mind. Why would I say that? Well, if you haven't already heard… Sanders was just tapped to serve as senior advisor to former VP Joe Biden, who, of course, has officially announced his long-expected 2020 presidential campaign. Now, of course, if Biden has any success, he, a white male, would be the nominee of the Democratic Party. But you see, after Donald J. Trump took office back in 2016, Sanders, during a CNN segment, said, quote, we don't need white people leading the Democratic Party right now. It was everywhere. I'm not making it up. You can find it. Of course, for you folks hanging out in the chat room and regular listeners, I'm pretty sure most of you folks actually remember hearing that yourselves. But just in case you happen to be a leftist who's accidentally come across the show and you just say, ooh, that Tim guy is kind of crazy. Let's see what he's going to say next. Uh, yeah, I'm not making it up. You, you can look it up. It's out there. But Sanders also added, say, quote, the Democratic Party is diverse. It's funny how uh, Sanders in my mind sounds very deep. 
That's not how she sounds at all. <laughs> she didn't say that the Democratic Party is diverse, and it should be reflected as so in our leadership and throughout the staff at the highest levels, from the vice chairs to the secretaries, all the way down to the people working in the offices at the DNC. Biden is apparently the exception, and so too was Senator Bernie Sanders, who Sanders served as press secretary during his 2016 presidential run. So there's a second instance. When serving as a CNN contributor, Sanders had turned heads on occasions for her social justice warrior-themed commentary. In October of 2017, just as an example, Sanders suggested that white people have no right to comment on the controversial kneeling protest of the NFL, saying, quote, white people do not get to tell black folks or anybody else what is an acceptable form of protest. You know, I think as a fan of the sport, regardless of my color, especially if I'm a fan who maybe purchases tickets or buys merchandise, which is not exactly cheap, then maybe I do have a right to express my displeasure with the fact that Men, regardless of their color, who are on the clock and are participating in an athletic sporting event that is designed for the intended purpose of taking my mind away from politics and work and daily family life so that I may enjoy some escapism through the sport, I have a right to say whatever I want. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm white. It doesn't matter if I'm fuchsia with pink polka dots all over me because, you know, the measles are back. And if I was fuchsia, I'm sure that's what my measles would look like. It'd be pink polka dots. It's just, you know, science. <laughs> At any rate, it's, it's not uncommon for Miss Sanders to play the race card. And she's certainly a strong advocate of the notion of social justice, certainly more so than actual justice. But, uh, you know, we, we had last summer Sanders uh, and Politico's calling for civility, uh, quote, might need to check their privilege. You know, if a white person said, Guys, let's see if we can't get along in our conversation. Let's be respectful. Uh, check your privilege. What? <sighs> Even Jake Tapper had some words for Sanders saying, it seems possible. I'm just reading the tea leaves here. That the White House would rather talk about Sarah Sanders being a victim kicked out of this restaurant, asked to leave this restaurant, than the 2,500 children taken from their parents at the border. Sanders' reaction was, absolutely. 
they're using the bully pulpit. And I think Sarah Huckabee Sanders thinks she's Rosa Parks in this situation. And she's absolutely not. Look, I definitely don't want anyone coming up to me and putting me out of the, <laughs> the shake stack. But there's something to be said about the folks calling for civility might need to check their privilege. Where is the civility in the press briefing room, Jake? Where is the civility at the border for these children? You know, civility includes the rule of law, doesn't it? I mean, isn't isn't this part of what is standard expected behavior? I mean, seriously. Absolutely, Jake. Absolutely, they want to whine about Sarah Huckabee Sanders being being booted out of this restaurant, the Red Hen. We want to talk about that instead of talking about these kids. And, and, and we want to talk about these kids, but we definitely don't want to talk about the kids that Barack Obama... <laughs> oh, Barack Obama. <laughs> I'm into the voice too much. i got to get out of my own head. We definitely want to talk about the kids that Donald Trump separated at the border rather than talk about the kids that Barack Hussein Obama separated at the border. We don't want to talk about it because those are the kids that ended up in cages looking like little chickens in a coop. No, we don't want to talk about them. So at any rate, Biden announced his candidacy this past Thursday with a video casting President Donald Trump as the defender of the white supremacist, which, you know, he already kicks puppies and eats babies, so why not? Biden's announcement video uh, featured a reference to Trump saying that there were very fine people on both sides following the Charlottesville Confederate monument protest that erupted into violence. But regardless of all this, you have someone who has demonstrated the belief in black supremacy in America who has said white people should not be running the party, and you hired her. Why? Why? crazy Uncle Joe, why have you hired this controversial and angry uh, former contributor to CNN? Well, I'll tell you why. You hired her because you want to to placate to the black folk. Because right now, Joe Biden polls very well amongst the African-American communities in this country. The problem Joe Biden faces is he has a record. He has a long record. And his other problem is he doesn't stand up well to scrutiny. He's at his best when no one's actually looking at him. He, he is the prototype for the gas machine. He says really stupid things on a fairly regular basis, and it – if you catch him on a hot mic, so what? He doesn't care. He doesn't pay attention to the mics around him anyway. He's dangerous to himself. All right, so we have about a minute before the bottom of the hour, but this show is not one of the shows that gets cut in half. So we'll do the uh, Edwards Notebook Sandwich, as we have been this past week. 
We'll go ahead and do that. And after we're done with that, hopefully Ron Edwards will be joining me at that point. So stay with me. I will be right back. Is nationalism racist or are those attacking nationalism racist? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. To be nationalist means to appreciate the nation you were born in. It also means that you want your country to thrive, be strong, and have more opportunities for your children than you had. Nationalists often called racist because it is assumed that only white people like America and want her to be great. Many anti-nationalists love to tell black Americans that they are simple victims who just can't make it here in America because the deck is stacked against us. They are the same simpletons who convince some black people that the requirement to show an identification at the voting booth is racist because we blacks are supposed to be unable to get proper identification, yet we can't drive or purchase a new washing machine without showing identification. So, my fellow Americans, who are the authentic racists? The nationalist who seeks to build upon America's finer attributes, including opportunities, are those telling black Americans you can only exist on lower standards than everyone else. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me, friends. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. At 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on AmericaMatters.us and 12 a.m. Sundays on Talk America Radio Network. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Dan Perkins here for your songs and stories for soldiers, veterans, tip of the day. The VA recently reported that 70% of all veteran suicides are by vets who have never been to the VA. There's a saying, when a person's name is written down, where people can see it, that person will never be forgotten. Many of our veterans, past and present, feel that nobody cares about them. We will be holding the first Songs and Stories for Soldiers Veterans Memorial Tournament. All the proceeds will go to purchase MP3 players for veterans. I know that veterans and their families all over the country will hear this announcement and not be able to play at the golf outing, but want to help. So here's your veteran's tip of the day. If you have a family member or a friend that is a veteran, for $100 you can honor them and make sure they will never be forgotten. Go to songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us and sponsor a tea or a green in their name. Keep their memory alive. This has been your veteran's tip of the day. How low can a legislator go? Only a Democrat knows for sure. 
Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. Ohio Democrat Representative Janine Boyd recently drafted an amendment that Margaret Sanger, the KKK gums, and most Democrats would just love. Representative Boyd, like most Democrats, hates the concept of protecting babies, especially black ones, from being murdered via abortion. So she drafted a piece of garbage legislation that would exempt black babies from being protected by the heartbeat bill that bans the abortion of babies in Ohio once a heartbeat is detected. Democrat legislator Janine Boyd said that she sees the heartbeat bill as problematic for the black American community and compared the protection of unborn black infants to the slave trade. She also said, quote, I consider the slave trade and how black slaves were treated like cattle and put out to stud in order to create more generations of slaves, unquote. What that has to do with stopping the murder of innocent babies, I do not know and don't want to find out, actually. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on AmericaMatters.us and Sundays at 12 a.m. Eastern on Talk America Radio Network. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by David E. Garrett Jewelers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for staying with me through that very brief break. That was, of course, the Edwards Notebook, followed by Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day, followed by a second dose of the Edwards Notebook. And now joining me live on the air is the purveyor of the notebook, as well as the Ron Edwards experience that can be heard every Friday uh, live. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Mr. Ron Edwards, how are you, Ron? Oh, I'm doing great. It's an honor to be back once again. Thanks for, for the invite. All right. Well, you know, We've got so much stuff going on. I can't keep up with everything. It, it is a full-fledged, <laughs> insane thing, and I, it really does help to be able to, to have other folks come on who are probably doing a better job of keeping up with everything <laughs> than I am, quite honestly. But uh, it's always great to have you on, too. I certainly appreciate uh, both your insights and your generosity of time. So welcome back to the show. Thank you, sir. And let's jump in with some uh, stuff. First of all, uh, the topic of your most recent notebook there, uh, the one we were just playing, uh, this young lady from Ohio uh, talked about it a a little bit, uh, I guess it was a little over a week ago uh, when this story first came out. And uh, the first thing that struck my mind I was so glad that her attempted amendment to this heartbeat bill was shot down so quickly. I mean, common sense ruled the day. But uh, tell me if if you had a similar impression. I I read through this. uh, You can immediately dismiss her connections to trying to say that preventing uh, black women from abortions is like uh, slavery. Did this not feel more like – and attempted at a, this continuation that seems like certain folks are looking towards a, a voluntary segregation almost as opposed to uh, actually anything to do with freedom or rights? I think you're hitting the nail on the head, uh, Tim, uh, sadly, uh, because it's um, – you know, at first I laughed about it. Then, as I, I thought about it, I, I, you know, by the time I produced the commentary, I was walking around kind of embarrassed because uh, it, I, I, I just can't. 
I don't have the intelligence to be able to figure out how someone can get that become that stupid uh, in one lifetime. I, I the, the the level of stupidity on there is beyond scientific comprehension. Uh, you know, the, the vastness of her stupidity is, is is as deep as a black hole in outer space. And this is some things I don't think you can really figure out other than to say that uh, uh, here's another one for the uh, stupid uh, Hall of Fame. I, I And it's, yeah, there's bitterness involved. There's this, this, this victimology involved. And it's so convoluted. They use a tactic that was brought about by the racist that they complain about that wanted to get rid of their behinds in the first place. And ah, it, it's just, uh, Tim, how do you, maybe you can, you're a smart guy. Maybe you can figure out how a human being with two legs can be that stupid. I just, um, and like, and, and as a black American myself, I'm embarrassed. I, I, I really am. I am just totally, um, it's it's an embarrassment <laughs> to our nation, to me as a black American, uh, to human beings. Because I mean, to get that stupid, that's dumber than animals. Yeah. Seriously, that's that's. Yeah, yeah, uh, you I talk would... about how low can you go? <laughs> right. You know, I, I kept I kept trying to to figure out for myself. I, I I read, I heard some of the comments. I went back to and heard some of her statements, and I couldn't quite figure out for sure if this was really her and uh, you know what I think we're both stupefied to the same level is this actually what she believes or does she really think that she's representing her constituency does she really believe that the folks back in the home district uh, feel this same way because I, I get if you have pushed this notion that abortion's just another form of birth control and it's okay <laughs> and you should have a special right. Okay, there's a, a special problem with that already. But still, to try and make the equation with slavery, uh, it, it's just I don't know. I couldn't figure it out either. I really had. Uh, I was bum-fuzzled, and I spent uh, a lot of time uh, on that particular broadcast, uh, more time than I had intended actually once I got started because, again, I couldn't help myself with pointing out how much stupidity and hypocrisy was there. And you know, again, we keep going back, and we see like the incidents uh, at Harvard – where uh, the student body wanted to have a blacks-only graduation, and, and we see things like this. And, and it just boggles my mind because for so long, the struggle was to be equal. The struggle was to be able to walk across with the white students on that uh, stage and get your diploma in clear view of everybody, to be part of the community. That was the dream. That's what, what Martin uh, – uh, Martin Luther King Jr. had fought for. That was essentially what Malcolm X was fighting for too, although he was uh, – until uh, there near the end, and he realized that uh, a peaceful uh, solution was the way to go. The idea was to be seen equal in the eyes and, and to suddenly be at that point and now demand to be kept separate on your own is the opposite of the struggle. Where, where is – the social justice accommodations, but you know that's 
all that being said, it just it boggles my mind, and I I can't imagine what has happened to these young people that they honestly believe that that's the right thing to do now. When a, you know, it's just so many people struggled for so long for just the opposite of that, and they have no respect for it. People but anyway, died. Uh, people died. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I, uh, it's. It, this is more difficult to figure out than the theory of relativity. This I, <laughs> I, I just can't get it. And to be honest with you, I don't want to get it because I, I want to move ahead. And um, with those who have eyes and ears, to, eyes to see and ears to hear, and we can all work together to change this country and leave those uh, complainers behind. Because to complain in biblical definition means to be left behind. That's what God does. If you all you do is bitch and moan and complain, you get left behind. And you see the people that are left behind, and it is not because some boogeyman is preventing them from going out, building a business that they don't want to get a regular job or doing anything like that. Um, they're stopping themselves. If they're not killing one another, they're stopping themselves individually, and then they elect fools like this individual – into office. Uh, thank God that uh, Ohio has enough intelligent life that uh, she cannot go anywhere with her foolishness, and that uh, they have a governor and judges, and you know they have a pretty good setup there. That uh, they're not as conservative as Texas or parts of Florida, but uh, they're a long way from um, some other states I know, including Michigan, and. Um, but idiots are everywhere. Idiot, you have fools even in um, – uh, you have fools everywhere. So, yeah. And that happens to be one there in the Ohio legis legislature, and God help them despite her existence. Yeah. Well, you know, I, you said something that uh, it sounds very similar to something that I say a lot in jest. You said that you don't want to understand – I'm with you on that because the bottom line is, is when stuff like that starts to make sense, uh, then it's time. <laughs> it's time for one of those nice little jackets with the sleeves that tie in the back. <laughs> I mean, that's it's, it's, just give me some medication, give me some Jello, and, and let me get healthy again because something just went wrong. But uh, anyway, oh, yeah. um, switching gears a little bit. Uh, Rod Rosenstein actually came out the other day, uh, and it surprised me a little bit. I guess he's taken some heat. I, I don't th take this as some major victory or that suddenly he's a good guy. I think it's because people have been giving him a hard time. But he did come out. He defended the handling of the uh, special counsel investigation. Uh, he ripped on uh, former FBI director James Comey, and he went so far as to accuse the Obama administration of misleading the American people on Russia. I would love to get your take on this. I celebrated. I had a mini celebration by myself when, when I heard that, uh, heard about it as well, and because as things start uh, unfolding in the weeks to come, hearings and all this stuff starts going around. They can use the, these kinds of statements as background. Uh, they're not exact entries into the court, you know, into hearings, but it, they can be used as fodder in, in, in the conversation. Uh, when you have one of the insiders like that, 
like that individual saying such things, it gives credence to what uh, the president has been saying all along and several other people, and, and especially the pre- president's uh, legal team. Uh, it backs them up, and I think this gives them ammunition um, to fight harder in the courts because there's going to be hearings. There's going to be stuff going on, and uh, James uh, – what's his name? Clapper and all those merry men of evil. Man alive. It's getting ready, it's getting ready to get very, 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 very interesting very soon, and something that I had um, um, said um, some time ago, and I was uh, almost chastised when I had said that uh, I believe it's going to come a time where it may go all the way up to Mrs. Clinton, where heads are going to roll, there's going to be tribunals, there's going to be big-time hearings, which are tribunals, um, and a lot of stuff is coming out. I remember when uh, several months ago, I got into some conversations where people, how come if Trump has all this information, why doesn't he release it? I said, you don't want to release it too soon before election time because people have short memories. They look at CNN, and they, you know, they're not that bright, and they need things. You need this stuff closer to the important dates so it will be more fresh, and it will be regurgitated because by this by this time in a, in a month or so you're going to start seeing these hearings and things of that nature it'll all play together you sometimes you don't play your hand or all of your hand too early and you waste your bullets and then then you're out and then you you, you just have to you have a, a hope and a prayer so you hold on to your stuff and i tried to tell people trump is strategic he's a he's a he's a bright guy and I could I, – I don't know. I could understand Trump like the back of my hand, I guess, because my wife teases me and when, when she sees some of his rhetorical remarks and, and things like that. She teases me. She says, my God, you guys must have been – you know, you all must be brothers from, from – you know, brothers from another mother because it, it just, he's very strategic, and, he, and, he, and, he, and the way he, he goes after people, and then he pulls back and – and I could just see it, and he's—it's—it's it's a setup. It's—it's it's just setting up. It's just even though, and you, it's Tim. Look how stupid all these people are. It's—it's it's like a whole army of people have been taking have been trying to take down this one man, and he's been able to achieve in two years what many presidents could not achieve in one or two full terms. And he's fending them off with basically one hand, thumping them back uh, with tweets and and strategically letting out a little bit of information here, a little bit of information there, then doing like he did today when he signed that uh, little uh, executive order, getting us out of the UN sponsored, you know, that uh, entanglement um, agreement that uh, I think it was in 2013 or 14 under the Ali Obama administration. I mean, he's doing these things, and it was beautiful that he did it like that because the news was not going to carry it. How many times do you hear his good works reported on CNN, NBC, and what is it, MSNBC, that hot mess, and all those other liberal uh, networks? You don't. So the man knows what he's dealing, uh, what he's up against, and he's smart. He's not uh, religious. He's a Christian now, but he's a smart Christian. 
and he's just not relying on um, hope and a prayer, but God, he understands that God gave him a brain, and he's using it, and he's being very wise. He's not perfect in his dealings, but he's been very, very good and mostly wise. Do you do you see it that way, or am I barking up the wrong tree? Oh no, no, I I don't think there's uh, any question. He's constantly goading these people into revealing themselves quite uh, publicly, <laughs> and uh, you know it, we actually had that very same conversation on the air, not the last time you were here, but the time before that, and you were saying then it's like. Uh, this is going to fall apart for these folks, and uh, you called it pretty much after the Mueller report's finalized. It's only going to be a matter of time because even though they're not going to want to release it, there's going to be things in there that are going to lead back to Hillary, that are going to lead back to the actions of people like Peter Strzok and uh, uh, Miss Page, and uh, you, know, you you called it then. Uh, I distinctly remember that conversation, and we have – uh, that little bit of back and forth in regards to you were talking about the politics of it, and I was talking about just the law and order side of it uh, as far as which strategy is better because I'm thinking you go ahead, pursue this, get these folks put in jail, have them facing consequences, and, and it's not a problem come election time. But there's no question that as far as the political side of it, if you want to play the politics, yeah, you have to wait closer to time uh, for the election, because there's no question we have folks that don't remember what happened last week, uh, so, and they're going to be marching <laughs> into the voting oh, booth. And, and now, uh, evidently, if Bernie was to get his way, uh, these same folks, even if they went to prison, they'd be allowed to vote. So uh, what are oh, we going to do? Uh, that was one of my topics earlier. I was talking about the RNC finally getting a little something right on messaging. As far as trying to play up an ad that kind of lashed out at Bernie and included Kamala Harris in it, uh, have you had a chance to see the ad uh, by any chance? No. Now uh, it, it is out there, and it's actually pretty decent. Uh, again, probably one of the better efforts they've had in a while, as far as the RNC itself, because you know we both talked about how hard of a time they seem to have on messaging. But uh, they played it up that uh, they showed scenes from the Boston Marathon. Uh, and of course, with the bombing that took place, and then the pictures of the uh, the brothers, and particularly the one who uh, is currently in prison. And uh, then narrator says Democrats want this guy to be able to vote from <laughs> from prison, and, and is actually pretty effective. And um, I, I'm sure it kind of upset Bernie, but probably not quite as much as the news that is official. And this is another topic I really want to spend some time with you on. Joe Biden has finally made it official, and his video to come out. I don't know if you've had a chance to see it either. Uh, I've only caught uh, highlights of it. I haven't sat and watched the whole thing myself, quite honestly, but the parts I saw, I was about to fall over laughing. But uh, if you have seen it, I'd love to get that. But, of course, just your thoughts on uh, Crazy Uncle Joe finally getting into the race. Well, when old Unc... Uh, got involved. I, I didn't see it, but I listened to it. Uh, I don't think I could have uh, watched and listened to it at the same time. So I, 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 you know, I took the option just to listen. And I mean, just one lie after another. Bam, bam, bam. Just he's just a, a freaking liar. And but he's giving the Republicans 
the template to message against, and they can even use videos with the, the with describing. You can they can use, utilize pictures of situations to refute most of what he said. If if they decide to be creative and uh, really go at it, I mean the Democrats have done. Um, a masterful job in the opposite of giving the Republicans the ability to literally wipe the floor with them, clean the floor with them, just destroy them uh, election-wise, even with all the idiots that are running around, um, these, uh, these mental midgets running around who just graduated from university and all of that, even with these fools running around. The Democrats have given – they've already given the victory away. It is for um, the, the, the Republicans to take if they will have it. It is that simple. I, I, I believe you or I or the both of us could run the campaign of Donald J. Trump and wipe and clean house in the, in the House and on behalf of Donald Trump. In these upcoming elections, I, I really believe that it is it because it's so easy. They've given us yeah. statement after statement after you just pick one. You've got Spartacus. You've got Kamala. You've got Uncle Joe. I mean, just those three stooges alone. And then you've got. Um, the mad the the mad hatter wannabe um uh Pocahontas used to be Pocahontas I mean she runs around like a chicken with her head cut off you know she 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 walks around almost fidgety like a with a fidgety walk and just cluck, clucking around just lying after Tim I'm telling you if the Republicans I mean just do the basics and just get the messaging right on a even on a basic level, they've got this. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I would I've tend to go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I no, no, go say, ahead. I've never seen an election so easy. I've never okay. seen an election I, I, that was so winnable. It it really does look that way because you know. So many of these candidates are trying to go so far to the left. But the one thing that kind of struck me, uh, getting back to uh, creepy Uncle Joe, <laughs> is <laughs> if, if you were listening, you could hear a lot of what he said actually sounded kind of conservative, especially for a Democrat. So it, I think mm. it's very clear that uh, – well, I mean he he was talking about – principles and ideas and and that America has been great. I mean, he uh, he almost come out and said let's make uh, America great again, practically. Uh that was kind of the message early on, but it's just that his idea of making America great is getting rid of Donald Trump. So we know that's not really what he wants. But what what kind of surprised me too? Oh, go ahead. I, I hate to interrupt, but when you said that about about, about Uncle Uncle Old Unc, um, when he said that, he, yes, he did in a way sound kind of conservative, but if you superimpose 
his actions and his support the support remember he's the one that talked Ali Obama out of supporting uh traditional marriage cuz you know uh Ali Obama that was the one good thing about him at first he was against anything outside of you know man you know a marriage between a man and a woman because in his islam that uh that's a no-no. It's about man and woman, and then you know you toss homosexuals off off of buildings. So he was straight in that regard, and Uncle Joe talked him down from that. So I mean, all these things that he said, right next to it, you could put boom, boom, boom. But this is what is this how you interpret making America great? Or uh, you know, it, you could use his statement, put it in a question his exact statement, and then put something that he said or did that that, that uh, reflects the values he really does push. I mean, my, 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 I have a, a, a I don't know, I, I have a, a neighbor, his daughter is, she's 13 years old. She could run this election campaign. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it's that easy. Well, I just I found it so unusual to hear that framing because, you know, a majority of folks that are already in the race they're they're pandering to these young, far left wannabe socialists don't know any better kids, and it really looks like uh, Biden is looking to try and take this moderate position in the primary, hoping that all the far left far left folks. Are just going to tear themselves to shreds, and by the time they're done with that, there'll be enough folks left over. I, that seems like the strategy. <laughs> now, clearly, Uncle Joe is about as uh, conservative as uh, Pee Wee Herman is a strong leadership figure. Uh, we we <laughs> know that uh, it's just not who Joe is. Uh, Joe has a long record, and. He doesn't stand up well to people actually focusing on him. He is literally the prototype of the gaff machine. These are things that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. But uh, it, it almost seems like a good strategy, though, given where everybody else is as far as trying to win the nomination. I just don't think the current uh, electorate that's going to be voting in this primary is going to fall into this category. I don't think it's going to work for him, but I think it does get him further than he would stand ordinarily because there's just so many things wrong. Uh, the Democrats of today are ready to turn the page. They already act like Barack Obama wasn't far enough to the left, and yeah. I, it's insane when you think about that, but they do not want a continuation. Uh, I heard somebody – and I forget who it was uh, earlier – Kind of saying that basically what Joe Biden is doing at this point is he's running Hillary camp uh, Hillary Clinton's campaign without Hillary Clinton, and the sad part is is he'll probably do a little better with it. <laughs> I think he's probably yeah. right too, but it just yeah. one of the other things that stood out to me though is I, it is so clear this is what he wants to do because there were no uh, intersectionality. Uh, images. There were no gay pride parades. There were no transgender stuff within the images within the video. 
But you are absolutely 100 percent right too when he made his statement, certainly miscategorizing what uh, Donald Trump said over the Charlottesville incident, trying to basically oh. uh, make the statement that he's the great protector of white supremacy. Uh, but at the same time, he mentioned specifically anti-Semitism. And I, as soon as he said that, the first thing that popped in my mind is, here's your first debate question, Mr. Biden. Do you condemn the anti-Semitism of Ilhan Omar and Rashid Tlaib? <laughs> I want to hear your take on that. <laughs> yep, See, there you go. I mean – that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. We can just beat these people into smithereens with their own words. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And their own actions too in the past is just they 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 have literally handed the Republicans the victory. But my my concern is that some of these Republicans are don't have the stones or the philosophical wherewithal to go to bat strongly for for these issues. I, I think that the, some of them are. Um, like Mitch McConnell, who sold out to the Chinese, and and you've got others who are financially uh, in, a, in a bind, and they really can't fight uh, for what's right, uh, despite the fact that they ran on these issues. Um, that's why – remember when they were in the majority uh, before the midterms, and they rarely would really fight, and the Democrats <clears throat> were able to get more stopped – when they were in the minority, then the Republicans were able to get done as the majority. They allowed themselves to stop or compromise, to try to appease and please the Democrats and the leftist media and the activists as well. And so the Republican Party uh, – see, the, the, the people on the left, in a sense, they don't bother me. Because if they're fought correctly, they can be smacked away very easily. If the Republicans would just use the brains that God gave them and unite and deal on principle and work according to the platform that they have. The Republican Party has a wonderful platform. And just govern from that position or, or campaign from that condition, uh, position and then govern according to the Constitution. For example, Article 4, Section 4. Explicitly says how that the government should protect us domestically. It's there. 
That's their job. And rather than arrest those guys on the border who are trying to protect the borders and not say anything, when these guys are elected as Republicans, they should have been standing up for these guys constitutionally. I didn't even hear, hear Jim Jordan. He's he's one of my favorites. I didn't even hear him say anything about the leader of that movement getting arrested. And the grounds that they arrested him on were technically groundless, but because so many people do not know the Constitution, they don't read the thing. So basically – the government can do just about anything. If the government is not protecting us, we have to protect ourselves. That's there. But right. when see ignorance ignorance will get you screwed big time. Right. Well, I certainly um, I wouldn't argue that. I the the issue as far as detaining uh illegal border crossers Every citizen has a uh, has the authority to do a citizen's arrest. Every citizen actually has a civic duty, uh, although it's become almost laughable in the modern age to thinking that there's an expectation to try and stop crime when it's happened. But as far as uh, the militia leader, I was under the impression that they were actually arrested and charged for weapons possession. Uh, even though they're uh, former felons and they haven't gotten uh, their rights restored, uh, that that to me kind of does make this, yeah. Yeah, but all of them aren't aren't felons. But they wanted to just stop these guys from harassing the border crossers yeah. and saying um, that they should not. They want to stop them from uh, detaining families. I forgot which one of the Yahoo said that, but uh, it was one of the Democrats. But um, I forgot which one it was, and that just infuriated me. They were more concerned about people that are breaking our laws, coming into our country illegally, about their protection, them being inconvenienced because they weren't being hurt. These people didn't hurt them. They just detained them and get them turned over to authorities whom basically has to let them go because – that's the law too. Um, but they're more concerned about them simply being detained a bit and not allowed to just run scamper through than anything else. They didn't care they don't care about the law, they don't care about the country. All the only concern they have is the little darlings coming across the border illegally. And that in itself is unconstitutional. But if you know, if you don't Know your rights. You don't have any. I and, and you and if you don't know the the, the laws of your own nation, uh, dictators or liars can can say anything and govern any way. And that's what's yeah, happening I, I, now. Yeah, I I don't even think it's so much that they care that much about the people crossing the border. We've made that point in the past. I think what they're really afraid of, Ron, is. Not only us knowing that we have the constitutional right to prevent crimes from happening, but they really don't like the idea of the citizens expecting law and order because then all the power they've been trying to usurp disappears instantly. Okay. Yeah, I agree with – I concur with, concur with that. But the reason why I also say that 
they care more about them than they do sovereign Americans is because all those illegal border crossers are another tool to use against us like they have done in California to overload the system. See, the Democrats want the system overloaded and that will collapse under us or collapse on us. They're trying to use these people that, you know, that's why they care about them, to come to flood the country and to break our system. Yeah. So that that's why I said what I said about them caring more about them. They don't care about them, right, but right. they care more about them than yeah. they do us. Because <laughs> they fit their <laughs> purpose. Yeah, and they're a useful yeah. tool. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, right. Uh, yeah, you you kind of skirted up uh, to something that I did want to uh, talk a little bit more about in depth too. Uh, we've got uh, some Republicans that are seriously considering trying to primary Donald Trump, uh, and I, I fully see maybe two, possibly even three. Uh, folks actually doing it. I would really be surprised if Bob Corker doesn't eventually get in. I'd be kind of surprised if Mitt Romney doesn't try. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, we've got a couple other folks that are uh, reportedly interested in possibly doing it. I would love to know if you think we'll actually see uh, somebody try to primary uh, Donald Trump, and if, like myself, you think that actually works to Donald Trump's advantage. It can work to his advantage. Uh, it depends on how well he does against them. Um, as long as they're not able to make it a real hard, tough campaign where he really has to overwork himself to keep his head above water, in a, in a manner of speaking. Um, that's the my, that's my only concern. Um, other than that, it, it's not a big issue, but I'm afraid that if somebody that's a good communicator gets in there and they they hate Trump because they're globalist pigs, you know, Romney's a globalist pig, Corker's a globalist pig, uh, several, many of them, and anyone, any of them that would challenge him now, I would guarantee you that they're globalist pigs and they're working um, – and they're they're getting money under the table from Soros and, and other other sources, um, because there's no reason logically to primary him. There is no logical reason because he's doing a good job under duress, and because I mean there's no logical reason. There's no legal reason. Uh, there was no conspiracy. There was no issues of that nature. Um, the man has only done well. Under duress, and for them to be that dirty and that low down, um, and that's 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 what I that's what I'm referring to when I talk about these Republicans who they wouldn't fight for what's right. They didn't have the balls to fight when Ali Obama was in there. They didn't have the balls to fight when they had the majority um, before the midterms, but yet they're willing to fight against Trump. Because Trump isn't the way they think he should be. How dare he try to scuttle the, EU, the EU and try to uh, over, overcome these issues? How dare he uh, take China to task and, and things of that nature? And who really did collude, by the way, with Russia? 
Yes, yes, yes. I, I do think that will be interesting as well because between Hillary Clinton and uh, obviously with things that Joe Biden himself did in the Ukraine, uh, there's oh. a lot of interesting questions about collusion that actually happened. But you know, I, just still staying with your main point here as far as the primary is concerned, I think you're yes. absolutely right. The people that are interested in uh, trying to primary Donald Trump – are part of the reason why Donald Trump won, and I think a primary challenge lets Donald Trump really hit the campaign trail a lot earlier and a lot harder and get that message out. So I think, again, Trump on the campaign trail, Trump at the rallies, that is the best version of Trump when he's playing to the crowd, when he's doing the, the stand-up comedy bit while he's also doing the, the hard-hitting uh, policy. That is when he yep. is at his best. Most relatable, and even the independents and the folks that are just slightly left of center really feel like they can relate with Donald Trump. So I think it would be a plus for him, uh, regardless of who it is, because just about anybody that would get into this race have already shown their true colors in so much as they are truly uh, the epitome of being a rhino. Yeah, a rhino or, or globalist pig or both. And um, I have no – and, and you know what? I have less respect for them than I do leftist Democrats because a leftist Democrat is what they are. And, well, with the exception of a Crazy Joe, um, outside of Crazy Joe, they, for the most part, stick to their principles. They, they stick to their principles, and they um, just fight away. And Republicans do not, and they 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 bend over backwards to compromise to prove uh, they're not racist if if somebody throws that out there or they're not bigoted if they try to speak up a little bit for the border or and support Trump and so I have less respect for the, for the Republicans who are like that because uh, they're cowardly and and there's no respect that is deserving. Yeah, and they don't deserve any kind of respect because uh, cowards are the worst, and uh, they're of no use. And if if one does or somebody does try to primary Trump, I hope it is a weak subject, a weak individual, so that Trump will not have to work hard because he's going to have to work hard against uh, Crazy Joe. Um, Crazy Joe, you know, he's a big liar and uh, he he's a fast talker. And he can be quite mean, and um, so it would be a battle that Trump would win ultimately, but it could be a lot more difficult than, let's say, if he had to go up against um, Elizabeth Warren or, or Spikas, you know, one of those lightweights. So, uh, Beto, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I oh would love God. to see, I would love to see a debate between Donald Trump and Beto. That would be hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, you know that. You know, uh, Jesus! I, 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 someone <laughs> kicking a can down the street when the can is making the noise—that's more intelligent than, than Beto. I mean, <laughs> and that other guy, the the, the mayor. Um, what's his name? Bubia. Mayor. Yeah, Mayor Pete. That's that's Pete, all I yeah. call him. Just Mayor Pete. <laughs> Yeah, that that guy. Oh my goodness. 
and he labels himself a Christian and, and just just totally mis, uh, misconstrues uh, Christianity, the tenets of Christianity, and, 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 and mixes, mixes it in with his lifestyle and as if God approves of that mess. And, you know, he, he could just be chewed up and spit out too very easily, very handily. Um, those are amongst the individuals I wish would to win the the, the primary. Um, yeah, and uh, come out on top. And so it could yeah. be an easy walk. Yeah, I I would just love to hear uh, Donald Trump repeatedly refer to uh, Beto as uh, uh, Robert Francis because <laughs> typically that's what I uh, refer to him here because you know that's his name. Uh, it's Robert Francis. I usually put a little Irish uh, twist on the accent. It's Robert Francis O'Rourke, <laughs> not oh. Beto. Oh man! But, uh, oh man! I, I, it just would be fantastic. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I just keep remembering when uh, Robert Francis actually did his big uh, rally at the same time Donald Trump was doing a rally almost next door. And there were so many great images from that, and I think that would just continue as far as the debate. I would love to see it. But, uh, you know, we're uh, actually running out of time pretty quickly now, Ron. So uh, since I've dominated all the uh, topics to this point, I wanted to give you a minute. Uh, if there's anything you want to talk about real quick that we haven't covered, uh, and then, of course, we'll uh, let everybody know where they can find you after that. Well, I just, just want to uh, just continue to uh... – um encourage everyone who's on our side to to act like it and uh, just remember that uh, our nation is at stake and that uh, we need to support this president like never before and that we need to put our representatives feet to the fire we have to be more discerning when it comes to electing these people into office especially the legislature um it's not about what they say but we have to research them to find out how they really think so that um, we have a better chance of, of them governing correctly when they get in, that they don't try to uh, work against us when we are doing the right thing constitutionally, like helping out with the border since the federal government has refused to. You know, if they can arrest us, I think um, they, we need to turn around and do a citizen's arrest with them because they're not doing their job. They are not. They refuse to do their job, and wh- whatever the reason is no excuse because they were elected to do a p- particular job, and it doesn't matter if George Soros 
is paying them off or whatever. They Their obligation is to this country because that's what they ran on. And if they can't do it, they need to be kicked out and or run out. It's it, it's come to the point where some some of these people need to literally be run out, um, because our country is being overloaded with uh, individuals from around the world who are allowed to get who are given carte blanche to do whatever they want to receive whatever they want, while many of our veterans wandering around in bad condition, getting bad medical care, uh, even though VA is being improved, but that's a, a, that's a big operation and it takes time. Things are better than they were, but it, they're still bad for our veterans. And, and the government could change this situation quickly, but since they won't, we need to change them out. And not give in, uh, be charmed by their political speeches. I mean, we've been, you know, people have been charmed charmed for decades. It's about time for us to wake up as American people and slap that mess down. And if somebody is not governing right in a state that, like, uh, what was the the, the governor if it was of New Mexico, who defiantly came out against the people that were that are trying to uh, secure the border, help out when they caught, I think, about three hundred of those illegals, and they all they did was turn them over. I mean, she should be run out because she doesn't care about the people that actually voted her into office. Yeah, that and that is one of the biggest things. Level. Yeah, it's one of the biggest things that we're facing. Too many of these people, uh, they don't understand anymore that we call government offices public servants because that's what uh. they're supposed to be. Uh, I mean, it's not just a cute nickname. It's actually supposed to be a description of the job. And you're absolutely right. Too many of them seem to think that uh, we work for them rather than they work for us. You're absolutely right there. Yep. So we have to we have to show them that uh, we mean business, that we're the boss. That's why we the people are the biggest letters on that document. So absolutely, there you have it. So we the people have to start acting like it. We the people need to be we the people. I like it, Ron. I like it a lot. All right, real quick, sir, let everybody know where they can find all your work, all the multitude of places, uh, whether they want to hear the Ron Edwards experience or the Edwards Notebook or read some of your great articles. Well, we'll start with the articles. You can read them at newsreviews.com or capitolhilloutsider.com. We turn in new articles every week, new columns every week. Uh, you can, of course, hear the Ron Edwards Experience talk show every Friday live on AmericanMatters.us around the world. Or if you're in the Nevada area, tune into uh, KCKQ 1180 in Reno. And uh, Saturdays on KYAH 540 in Delta, Utah, and uh, starting this Sunday on Sunday as well. And... Um, Let's see. On Talk America Radio Network, you can hear the Ron Edwards Experience 12 a.m. Uh, Sundays on their radio stations and Internet as well. And um, the Edwards Notebook is heard on over well over 200 radio stations now overnight on Captain's America Third Watch, as well as uh, about 20 other um, 
independents around the country as well in addition to that. So there you have it. And we just, in fact, landed on a, a station recently in Ann Arbor, Michigan, WM Radio, uh, 1600 in that city. So uh, I think that covers it. I think that does. Well, well, you say that like it's not that much, right? It is. Uh, it it a, truly isn't. Yeah, it, it's actually it's pretty good though. Uh, I mean, granted, we still need to get further, and uh, you will definitely get there. There's no question. Uh, you are one of the best, sir. Thank you very much for coming on with us tonight. As always, I greatly appreciate it, and I look forward to the next time we get to speak. As do I, sir. Thanks so much, and Godspeed. All right, sir. Thank you much. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ron Edwards. So there you have it. Uh, Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards blah, 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 blah. Okay, let me try that again. Host of the Ron Edwards Experience, as well as the purveyor of the Edwards Notebook. And, uh, you know, what can I say? Ron is Ron, and I love him. I absolutely love him to death. And he's so gracious uh, with his time as well. Um, in fact, I'm going to make a concerted effort to have him on more often uh, as long as he's available uh, because this once-a-month uh, thing just isn't enough. It's it's just not. So uh, thanks for uh, joining. Okay, some uh, programming notes uh, real quick. Uh, next week I have a um, – family appointment for the Tuesday night live show. So I'm actually going to move that to Monday night this week. So for those of you who are usually tuning in for that, I'll be there. Uh, we'll be doing a show live tomorrow as well. Uh, you know, I'm doing two hours on <laughs> Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays now. Uh, so there's enough contact for KYAH. Uh, and uh, so thank you guys out there in Utah for joining me as I bring a little East Tennessee flavor to Utah's Talk Authority. And uh, what else? What else? There was something else. Oh, yeah. Let me remind you one more time as well that Annie, the radio chick you bellus, has extended to me a invitation to co-host with her this coming Friday. So I will be there with Annie on Southern Sense Talk Radio. Uh, Bill Whittle will be the guest. And uh, – after spending three hours with her, I will still turn right back around and give two hours right here, so uh, hang in for that. In the meanwhile, I hope everybody has a fantastic rest of your evening tonight if you're listening live and if you're listening uh, any other uh, any other place, whether it's uh, at KYAH or whether you're listening in the podcast, whatever time of day it is, I hope you have a great rest of your day. I think that covers the programming notes. So um, with all that, one more quick shout out to everybody who's hanging out in the chat room. We still have Chief, host of Simple Facts of Life that you can find right here on the home broadcast platform of blogtalkradio.com. Uh, he does his thing on Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. Eastern time, uh, and he's on for 30 minutes, so they're short, they're sweet, and uh, – well – they're short. I don't know how sweet they are. Sometimes it gets a little salty. Um, also, uh, Bigfoot is in with us, blogger extraordinaire. Check out Bigfoot's spot. No, it's Bigfoot's place dot blogspot.com. I'm still trying to mess that up for you, uh, Bigfoot. I'm sorry. I don't know why I want to get to that spot in the middle instead of where it goes. But it's 
bigfootsplace.blogspot.com. All right. Uh, we've also got uh, Annie, uh, the radio chick, Ubellis, who's still hanging with us as well. Uh, check out her website, disco2southern-sense.com. And from there, you can choose whatever way you prefer to listen because Annie is literally everywhere with the show. Check her out. Uh, she is still currently sitting at number 16, I believe it is, on the talk, toptalkers.com. A fantastic place to be. And uh, what else? What else we got here? Uh, Vorpal Bite was in for a little bit, jumped in, jumped out. Bringing it boy uh, left out a little early too, but I still want to thank those guys for stopping in, checking in, and hanging out with us. And uh, in the meanwhile, I guess that's going to be where I'm going to leave it. So uh, check out patriotmusic.com when you get an opportunity because uh, Mr. Matt Fitzgibbons has been kind enough to let me use some of his tunes. I usually sign in, sign out, and if I'm needing some bumper music, I usually pull from some of his stuff. But uh, he's always working on new projects, and he's adding merchandise as well. So even if you have been, but it's been a week or two, uh, visit it again. Uh, you never know he's adding something new. So with all of that being said, what do you say I actually sign off? Once again, thanks for everybody for being here. I really do appreciate it. And remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and more importantly, to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. See everybody tomorrow. Look for me right after – I'm planning right after the Don Smith Show if you guys want to tune in. Uh, that's it for tonight, guys. Thank you much, and uh, God bless.
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.